Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we're live, Combo Nation. Myself, Max Van Auken, episode three, Believe in Magic. Combo, I'm going to steal your line. Do you believe in magic? I do. I do. And when you win the morning, you win the day. day. Combo, episode three, two episodes are out. How does that feel? We got it. We figured it out. I think there's a stat somewhere. I got a fact check that the average podcast doesn't go past seven episodes. So uh, we're almost halfway there. But we don't want to be average. We want to be far better than average. I know you have plenty of episodes on your podcast, and we're over 300 episodes on my podcast. So you know how we do, Max. You know how we do. That was a, that was a, we're starting with the flex to start off this episode. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that, that's what we do. We flex out here. You heard? Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. Let's talk about the NBA combo Wednesday. Uh, man, I didn't even realize that's this Wednesday, December 15th. The Atlanta Hawks come to Orlando. My, well, not really my hometown. My hometown is Daytona Beach, Florida, but an hour away. So come to my city, basically, um, to play the Orlando Magic. I'm a huge Hawks guy. They were my sleepers in the East. I know this is a Magic podcast, but I just want to point that out there. The Atlanta Hawks are my sleepers to come out of the East. Wow, you just claim every team within like a few hundred mile radius, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to own the southeast region right there, and so 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 if if Miami wins this year, Max is going to be like, "This is my team." Yeah, I mean they're they're right they're a little just a little south of where I'm at. I'm at. I have to. <laughs> you don't, don't you can't tell the people my strategy. Most definitely not. You know you're uh, you're playing to win. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, of course, you just exposed it, so I have to switch up the game plan a little bit. But no, I really do like the Hawks combo. I really do. Now, granted, yes, the the Brooklyn Nets should be the favorites to come out the East, or the Bucks should be the favorites to come out the East. The Heat are really, really good. I just felt like the Atlanta Hawks. The reason why I say sleeper because I do know they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. We all know that, but I do say sleeper because I don't think they're still talked about or looked at in the same sentence as a Brooklyn, as a Milwaukee. Um, maybe even as a Miami. So I just, because I understand they're younger. Um, I don't want to say people think it was a fluke, but a lot of things happen in order for them to get there. But I really do believe in this team. I believe in the coaching staff. Um, it's very reminiscent of the Golden State Warriors early stages, the way they're developing their young players. You have your star in Trey Young. Obviously, you had your star in Steph Curry. Cam Reddish, uh, Cam Reddish is blossoming. And it seems like they're hitting their groove a little bit more now. We all know the game of basketball is a game of runs and momentum. I'm a big fan of the Atlanta Hawks, so I know covering the Orlando Magic, this is no walk in the park for them. No, it is not a walk in the park. And, you know, Trey Young, I think, is still underappreciated to this day for how small he is and what he does at the NBA level. It's just phenomenal. Um, I really appreciate his game. And, you know, that team, I think many think that you have to take your lumps as a young team before you can win it all. But maybe you're right, and they could come out and win the East. We'll see if they could defy the odds. Uh, I think they have to 
they need a little bit more from their wings because they have so many good wings, but they need that one wing to step up and show that he's their legitimate starter and they can go, they can move forward with him. Cause obviously they have Collins and obviously they have Trey young, but they just need one of their wings to, you know, really um, prove themselves. Shall I say? Well, let me ask you this is Collins a legitimate number two, because you look at all championship teams, you have a definitive number two, right? Middleton, we even questioned, is he a number two on a championship team? Well, he proved he can, or you can even say holiday proved it at certain points. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, James Harden's your number two to Kevin Durant. The Lakers, your Anthony Davis is your number two to LeBron James. You all, you go just through the course of championships, there's definitely a definitive number two. And a lot of times they say your team is defined by your number two, right? Like the the Heatles, Dwayne Wade, your number two. Like that's in, unbelievable. Who's your, is Collins a number two for the Atlanta Hawks? Don't you need to take, in my opinion, I believe you need a clear number two if you're the Hawks to take that next step, and I don't think they have that. So what you're saying is that you feel they should trade in some of their depth for some top-end talent. Yes, talent wins. Now, I'm not saying there's not value to depth because I'm not saying trade all of your depth for, like, just star, like, be top-heavy, but talent ultimately does win. Aggressive wins. We see this all the time. When you get the star player, typically you win. Now, if it, if it makes sense, of course. So... If I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I do see what you can get in return for some of your depth, for sure. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. You know, I had Rashad Phillips on my pod, and he didn't even like a Bradley Beal, Cam Reddish trade. I mean, he likes what Cam brings to the team and the rest of their depth, and he thinks he should just build with that. So I see it from both ends, you know? Right. I mean, and look at, look at like I said, I, I, I talked about the Golden State Warriors because they are reminiscent of what they're doing and the way they built it. Besides the Kevin Durant move, which most people highlight or look at, Clay was through the draft, Draymond was through the draft, clearly Steph Curry was through the draft, they built organically, now they did acquire like Iguodala, they did acquire the KDs later on, but they did grow through depth and through system and through culture, so you can win both ways, you definitely can. Yeah, I'm a little bit lower on like, can a guy be a number two or can a guy be a number one, because so much depends on how your roster is constructed. You know, like, there's probably a lot of teams that Chris Middleton would struggle to be a number two on a championship team. This is just a great situation, and I love Chris Middleton. That was just an example. But it really depends on how your roster is constructed. Like, in a right situation, why can't Paul George be a number one? I know everybody likes to call him a number two. But in a perfect situation, if you build around, if you built around him correctly, he could probably be a number one, in my opinion. So I just think that conversation is, like, overrated in general. Oh, Really? No, no. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends. It's, it's a team game, you know. Like anybody can be a number, not anybody, but there's a lot of guys that can be a number one if they have the right roster, the like with the right fit, things happen at the right time. Like look at how when Detroit won with Chauncey Bill, uh, with Chauncey Billups, nobody know, knows who their number one was, right? It's just kind of how the team was constructed, and I think we're going more towards that because I think the bottom half of the league is better than ever, right? Like I feel like the role players are closer to the stars more than ever right now. No, that's a fantastic point. Now, I'll, you and I rarely disagree because we look we look at the game very similarly. So I'm going to use this opportunity to disagree when we can. Besides okay, like ahead. a handful of teams, like you said, like the Chauncey Billups Pistons, um, I'm trying to really look back and like you could say maybe the Miami Heat when they were in the bubble, but it's clearly Jimmy Butler. So I think it's very rare that you're going to find that though, Combo, because I th there's a lot more evidence to look at teams that's one that has a clear number one. And I don't think anyone could be a number – if your goal is to win a championship, that is, you, 
I don't. I think there's a handful of number ones out there. I don't think a lot of people could do it. That, if that's like if, that, if the bar is championship. Yeah, there was a possibility for Devin Booker last year to do it, right? As their number one, and some might even say Chris Paul was their number one. They couldn't do like, it. Yeah, like to just peg somebody as and label somebody as no, he's a number two. It's just a little bit off to me. Right. No, that, 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 right. and that also, makes sense. and it depends on how Collins uh, develops as a player and how they build around him, and if Trey Young could even take another leap. Like, if Trey Young gets even better, you know, Collins doesn't have to be as good as some other other number twos, you know. So I, I'm just saying, I'm just giving different examples, but I think yeah. it just all depends on development and how the team is built. Right. Uh, well, let's. We talked about the Atlanta Hawks. And now well, let's look back at the Magic schedule. I know we didn't get to really a, a lot of time to reflect on what we saw. We talked about the Rockets game a little bit. They lost by two points to the Houston Rockets, 118 to 116. They did lose to the Golden State Warriors pretty badly, uh, 126 to 95. They did lose to the Sacramento Kings, 142 to 130. And then they lost to the Clippers, 104, 106. And then they lost to the Lakers, 94. Uh, to 106 as well. Combo, the first thing that comes out to me is what we've been preaching or talking about this whole time, these first two episodes, a young team, it's hard to execute down late. And I mean, you just, like I said, the Clippers, they lost by two. Um, you look at close game, they lost to the 76ers, a close game, they lost to the Rockets. Now, of course, I, I don't expect them to necessarily beat the Warriors or beat the Lakers when they're clicking. But what can they do to close some of these games out? Well, I mean, Cole Anthony takes on a lot of the point guard duties, but they need another point guard out there. I mean, obviously, Jalen Suggs is injured. Uh, Markel Fultz, which there's actually reports that he's on his way back. I think he's playing some two-on-two and three-on-three, and he's traveling with the team a little bit more. I just think it's hard to execute late in games when you don't have a point guard out there or you only have one guy making decisions, you know? Yeah. No, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at a lot of these stats. Cole Anthony definitely is leading the charge. But now, uh, yeah, Markel Fultz going back there I think certainly will help. There was a game where Cole Anthony, I'm trying to find it, there was a game where Cole Anthony just went berserk. I mean, he's scoring 20 or above pretty consistently, and so is Franz Wagner. But I'm trying to look at – he went crazy on one of these games, and I'm trying to remember. Well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the Warriors. It wasn't really last night because it was low efficiency. So was it the Clippers? That's what I'm about to see right now. Uh, I mean, let's see. He had 23, 6, and 2. So I think he's just consistently putting up 20-plus. Now, T. Ross had 22 off the bench, who's just – I think every championship team would want a T. Ross. Just some, like yeah, just come off the bench uh, and get you a bucket. So, so talking about your number two or number three, I mean, he would be a great number three, right? Even though I just bashed that whole conversation <laughs> with them, two and three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like if the Lakers could get a T. Ross, they would love that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many teams that would benefit of having a T. Ross. And in that third quarter, the Lakers were playing like the best version of themselves. You know, I mean, the Orlando really struggled to score the basketball. They only had ten points in that quarter, but you kind of saw everybody doing what they do best, which was nice to see from a Lakers standpoint. Right. So. The Magic have a game Wednesday, they have a game Friday, they have a game Saturday, and then they have another game Monday. So the next time we'll talk about them is right before they play the Raptors. So if you want to go on this little uh, home game stretch, want to predict some of these games. So we have the Hawks, Magic on Wednesday. Um, we'll start off with that. I'm going to roll with Atlanta this game to beat the Orlando Magic. Are we in agreement there? I would agree. What do you feel about Trey Young's thoughts that regular season – 
I don't have to quote verbatim is a little bit boring after going what he went through with the Knicks and in the playoffs. You said the regular season's a little bit boring. Pretty much. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just. I think he's just calling it spade a spade. I I, I can't blame him. And I think obviously it, 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 it's a tough thing for a young player to say. Like I think people don't want to hear that from a young player who hasn't really proved he could do anything on a team level yet. Like they haven't even made the finals yet, let alone win a championship. So I think that's just not a good look to say something like that. But you know, it's his truth. So sometimes you got to speak your truth. Right. And I don't think it's like optically. It's not like or. It's not the best look, especially like your PR team or your, your your the front office. Probably like you don't say things like that. But yeah, um, I think he understands the significance and how we judge players come postseason. Like his whole brand blew up when he took a bow in New York. Like he knows that. Not that he wasn't putting up regular season crazy numbers, but he became a household name when you do those type of things in the postseason. So as a young player, when you're at that brightest stage in M- Madison Square Garden, taking a bow, putting the Knicks to to rest. How could you possibly value a game against the Orlando Magic on Wednesday at the same exact level? So I think he was being 100% authentic and real, which I appreciate. But to your point, that's probably not what the Atlanta Hawks franchise or fans want to hear, especially when you're not like a top seed in the East right now. Yeah, there's some there's some outliers like LeBron James, but usually the preseason leads to the season, and the season leads to the postseason, and you kind of want to build on that, not just turn it on and off switch, but... Yeah, uh, that's, that, very that's true. where I would, you know, push back on that mentality. Like you got to almost treat this like the playoffs if you want to be a championship level team. Yeah, and I, and I'm I'm a huge Trey Young guy. He's he's certainly an all star this year, right? We could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started out a little bit slow for him, but he should be an all star at this point. He's playing really well lately. Yeah, I, I thought he got gypped last year. I thought he was an all star last year. Yeah, well, he proved in the playoffs that. I mean, I know it's a regular season award, but. He proved he was an all-star level player in the playoffs for sure. Right. He. Uh, this is really interesting combo. So, you know how I do rap analogies to to basketball players, and so right. um, I don't know if Roddy Rich is really heavy up in New York, and he's not right now because he hasn't really released an album. But his first album was a banger, and I said this on Atlanta radio, and that was like Trey Young's first album was last year, and it was a banger. Like his first time he goes to the postseason. He went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And it's like you look at Trey, you look at like John Morant, he got Jaw didn't go to the Western Conference Finals, but usually like there's these steps that young players go through. Like, let me prove you how good I am. And then it's like, okay, now later in my career, towards my prime, I need to win because now if I don't win, I'm just seen as a good player who never won. And then later on in your career, you kind of think of a life outside or after basketball. So you start diving into businesses, you start diving into like off court endeavors, but like Trey young and jaw are winning at a stage where they're supposed to be just proving how good they are. And I think Lamelo's about to enter that too. I just, I don't know. I just find that really interesting. The fact that they've been have, able to have playoff success so early. Yeah. I guess players these days are just coming in more NBA ready, not only for their own game, but to win basketball games. They're just more prepared. There's more information out there. Uh, yeah, they're just more mature already at this stage. Right, media trained, whatnot. Uh, so, okay, we both agree with the Hawks beating the Magic. Then the Magic have a home game against the Miami Heat Friday, December 17th. Uh, we'll try to cover both of those games. I have a lot going on this week, so I can't, I can't guarantee I'll be in the building for these games. I'm going to try, though. Um, this is a tough game. They, they, these are two back-to-back tough games for the Orlando Magic. And then they play the Nets Saturday, but we'll, st- we'll focus on the Heat. Um, I picked the first one. Do you want to pick this one? 
Yeah, I'll take the Heat in this one. I think the Heat usually stay professional, even against teams that aren't known as great teams. So they usually take care of business. That coaching staff doesn't allow their team to take nights off. It's just their mentality from the preseason, as I just mentioned, all the way to the playoffs. So I think they get that win. I think they usually win the games that they're supposed to win. Yeah, great coaching, great culture. We're in agreement there. And then Saturday, they travel to your state, New York, to play the Brooklyn Nets. Um, no secret here. I'm going to roll with Brooklyn. Uh, so they just have tough three games in a row, Atlanta, Miami, and then Brooklyn. And I'm going to roll with Brooklyn KD. Uh, we'll, you know what? We'll save that for later in the pod. We won't talk about that just yet. But I'm rolling with the Brooklyn Nets. I see where you're going there. I see where you're going because I know our last segment. So, but are you in agreement there? Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, but hopefully, since this is an Orlando Magic podcast, they can steal one of those games. You know, <laughs> they are magical. Magical, and also I think you know since we're covering the Orlando Magic now, they're only going to get better. That's the main reason why. You know, <laughs> I had this, my friend made this joke with me. So I interviewed Kawhi Leonard and he, uh, no, okay, first let's start off. I interviewed Giannis, right? He won the MVP. I then interviewed Kawhi Leonard. That's when the Toronto Raptors, when I covered the postseason game, my first playoff game was covering the Raptors against the Magic. He won the finals MVP and a ring. Then I interviewed Jokic. And Jokic ended up winning an MVP. Combo, I believe I have the MVP touch. Well, the name of your podcast is the MVP, so it only makes sense. It sounds very egotistical. I'm just I'm just telling you what. Now, MVP, yeah. I didn't even mean for it to come off like, I'm the MVP. It's just Max Van Auken. So I was like, oh, that's perfect. MV and then podcast, P. But I don't know. I just felt like I had the MVP. You know how when they have like the Madden curse when you have a player that's on the cover and then the next season what happens? I just feel like if I interview you, you're going to win an MVP. It's definitely on brand since it's the name of your show. That's what I'm saying. That's the first time I've ever talked about that. Feels good to get it off my chest. It's the first time you ever talked about it on a record. Yeah. I see what you did there. Uh, Okay, so we're in agreement, though, Combo. No secret here. And then that Monday when we record once again will be, oh, man, it's going to be against the talk about the Raptors, Toronto Raptors, December 20th. So we got an interesting couple games on our hands, Combo. What can the people expect from Orlando? What are some things that you're looking at before we transition into what we see the rest of the league? Do you have anything left that you need to talk about when it comes to Magic basketball? Just watching these young players develop because you know this season is all about development. Um, Franz Wagner didn't play too great against the Lakers, so I think he'll bounce back strong because he's shown that he could be consistent. And I'm looking forward to seeing Markel come back soon and Jalen so they can get some more point guard play in there. And I'd like to see, you know, Cole continue towards being, you know, hopefully one day the face of this franchise, which I think he can be. So, you know, it's all about development. It's all about getting better. They're getting better as a group. And I'm looking forward to seeing them play against these really tough teams and seeing what we could take away from them. I really like Markel Fultz, so I'm so excited to see him come Me back. Too. I've always Me said it's I such... never I never gave up on him. Right. Know? Never gave up on him. I said that was such a low risk, high reward. People are like, Oh, you're signing Markel Fultz, you know his history, and then it's like, man, his reward is so worth it though. And and he was showing flashes of that. So I'm so excited to see him come back. And you know what I just hearing you say Cole Anthony could be the face of the Orlando Magic, and now if they don't do anything else the rest of the season but find that, then I think this was a successful season. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but the fact that you could find someone that you think could be the face of your franchise is special. And if they could walk away from this season feeling that confidently and 
Cole Anthony. I think that's a win. Yeah, I do too. I got an interesting question for you. What do you think Mo Bamba's outlook is as a player on a winning team? Like, what would his role be? Um, you know, at first I thought it'd be not like a Jared Allen, but uh, I, I'm just a really a defensive anchor who could stretch the floor. And I think every team wants a mobile big who can protect the paint, but yet isn't a liability at the free throw line or can't like not shoot. So if he could contribute in that way, I think he's an extremely valuable player. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Do you feel like he would have to switch his mindset to become that type of role player? Um. Yes. If it's the different situation, right? So, like, I don't think he would approach it the same way he's approaching these Magic games, for example, because the Magic aren't in title contention right now. So right now I think it's about putting up your shots, developing yourself, developing your confidence, being more aggressive – I feel like his role would be more specified, would be more just intricate and focused if it was, for example, I'm bringing up the Lakers or like a Warriors. It's like, hey, we need you to focus on this. And I think he would be an elite person at this instead of trying to develop him in other areas. Yeah, I'm just struggling to see a clear vision. I like Mo Bamba. Like, I like what I saw from him way back in summer league when I went years back to watch him play as I go every year they have it for the most part for the past few. But He's just, I don't know. I don't have a clear vision on what he would be on a good team right now. But I think he could make it work and make it happen because he definitely has some great tools. And him and Wendell Carter are playing great. So that's good to see. Wendell Carter really is. And he's a highlight waiting to happen. I remember he was he just rocked the arena last game that I was there. He was, I forget who he slammed on. But I remember texting my friend. I'm like, you're about to just see a, a, a house of highlights highlight real, real quick. It's going to come out. Sports Center. He's like, what? I'm like, you'll see it. And then right away, you just uploaded the video. I was like, yeah, he's insane. He and like, I feel like he's underappreciated. Yeah, he doesn't. Don't you feel like he has great feel and great poise? He does. Game, you know? He does, and he has yeah. a great form too. He could stretch the floor. Yeah, yeah, I like those guys. It just it'll be interesting to see what players the Magic want to go forward with it. Because I mean, a lot like we saw this with the Bulls in the past, like not too long ago, and you see how great they are now. You kind of gotta, you know evaluate your players and see who you want to go forward with. So I'm sure that's a lot of that going on within the franchise. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to transition into this combo. I am noticing the criticisms. Okay. So we talked a lot, Steph Curry and KD last episode, right? Um, He's clearly going to break Ray Allen's record. And I'm like, that, that has to be talked about. I mean, the greatest three point shooter ever. Um, Not only just statistically, but how he shoots off the dribble, his range, the way he transcended the game. I I clearly think he's the greatest shooter of all time. That's no disrespect to the Rays, to the Reggies, to the Birds, to the Dirks. I just believe Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. And I frankly, I don't think it's that close when it comes to just overall what he's able to do when he shoots the ball. But why are people really, like, I, I saw a couple people say, oh, when the pressure's on Steph, he doesn't deliver. Like, you're asking him at certain times to make more than 10 threes in a game. Is that him not really living up to the pressure, or is him just not making more than 10 threes in a game? Do you feel like the expectations are a little bit unfair? Because he's going to break this record, so I just wasn't sure why he had to do it in one game. Why does he have to uh, – it's obviously more of a story. It's more spectacular to hit nine threes in one game instead of just four, three, and then two and break it. I just felt like it was a little unfair. I don't think it's him not living up to a big moment. I also think the other team knows, hey, he's about to break the record. Let's make sure we run him off the line. Like I, I, Other teams clearly are game planning for what he's trying to do, so I don't really wait, have too much – pressure on Steph or think too low of him for not being able to do it. Do you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think Steph's mindset should be let's try and win these basketball games and not really focus on the record because the record's going to take care of itself eventually. Um, how many times even Steph Curry has hit nine or ten threes in a game? I know he, he's probably the leader, but that doesn't happen all the time. You know? Right. So it is kind of crazy. Right. It's like people are like, oh, he's not going to live up to the big moment. Like you're asking him to make more than nine threes. <laughs> like this, is it really not so living like, up to yeah, the big that's moment? That's like asking a player if they're going to break uh, a points record and it's 60 points away. Oh, you didn't love to record because you didn't drop sixty. Yeah, that's like, like dropping like dropping nine nine threes is like what the the equivalent of of something like that. Like that doesn't happen all the time. Thank you, combo. Thank. You. I knew you'd have my back. I, I just agree with you. I mean, I think it's we can look at like how many times did Steph Curry have nine or plus threes or more? That's like an interesting. That is, if someone listening if, to if, this if, is screaming. If you at had us. to guess, well, it would be like what around seven. I was gonna say like eight or nine. Yeah, like seven to ten times. So, I mean, like, to, so, and he's played a lot of games in his career. So, to expect that, I mean, it would be great. It would be fun. It would be exciting. But to say he's not living up to the moment is kind of crazy. Right. Uh, and then as far as the Los Angeles Lakers, they did – I watched the game against Boston, and it's like, man, this is exactly what I was talking about. You give me a healthy Braun. You give me a healthy AD. Westbrook still has value. Even though I, I haven't always been the highest on Westbrook, but I still understand his value – um, if they're hitting shots and they're healthy, this is what they can be. And then they go out and they lose to Memphis the next game, look like a completely different team. And then they look good, and then they don't look good. Like you talked about the third quarter against the Magic. But something is off, Combo. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one that sees this. It's not like I'm discovering something that no one else sees. But AD, you'll look at his stat line. I think he had like 17 and 18. You're like, wow, he, he did pretty good. But when you watch him play, his stats won't reflect how he actually is because we know what he is. At one point, it was a top five basketball player in the world. And I was thinking, is he right now a top 10 basketball player in the world? And you can really make that debate. So my question to you is, why? Like, he's 27 years old. Obviously, people have different peaks and different primes. But he shouldn't have deteriorated this much from what was a bubble, what, two years ago? Like, like, there's something is off. Is it something that they're not saying? Is it an injury he's playing through? I understand these are people at the end of the day. Maybe he has something going off off the court. I don't know. Just if you watch him like crazy, it, does something seem off with him? He doesn't take off season seriously. That's what you think it is still? Like, after all that criticism, you don't take it seriously? Yeah, I think he doesn't take off season seriously. I think a lot of times Luka Doncic doesn't take off season seriously. A lot of times Harden doesn't take off seasons seriously and they work their way back into shape during the season, but that catches up to you over time, you know? That's just insane. It's that simple. I think, you know, some players have excessive there's three types of players, I'll tell you, Max. Over my playing career, I realized there's three types of players. There's guys who are pros who do their job. They get in, they get out, they do the right amount of work. There's guys who are obsessive compulsive, you know, Kobe's the greatest example of that. And those guys usually get the most out of themselves. Even sometimes they could overtrain and it could be, it could be harmful to their game. There's, there's pros and cons to those two. Um, but you definitely, usually the players that reach their peak are guys that are like OCD guys. And then there's guys that just don't do enough. And I think AD is somewhere in the middle of not doing enough and being a professional. That's terrible. And considering you're playing for the biggest franchise in sports, you're playing for LeBron James, you're playing with people like Charles Barkley, who 
I understand why he says it. It's calling you street clothes, Anthony Davis. Like, you have but, so much to prove. How do you not feel the need to put in the work? I just don't get it. It doesn't matter if it's AD or a guy struggling in the D League, right? Or in the G League, to even stay in the G League. Like, it comes from within. It's what that person's personality is. If they just happen to be a talent that's a top 10 player, it doesn't change their mentality of who they are, you know? It's not like this This might have not who AD ever was, and it's not just because, oh, I'm playing with LeBron now, I'm on the Lakers, I'm going to change. It does, you are who you are at the end of the day a lot of times. Right. Even though everybody can learn and grow and get better. But, you know, some guys just aren't obsessed with the game. And, and you know. It's okay. You, you just don't get as much. You actually probably get some better work-life balance from it. You know, but you're not going to become the best basketball player possible. And I think that's the case right now. And Luca's still really young. I think that's the case with Luca. And even if Luca keeps this mentality, he's going to be a top player in the league, but he might not be an all time great. Man, 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 man. Balance is overrated combo. Win the morning, win the day. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm an OCD guy. So I'm, I mean, an, I'm, say, I'm an OCD like guy. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I, I, I treat my podcast like that, I treated my career like that. That's why you and, are who you are, you know, Carmo. What'd you say? That's why you are who you are. That's a fact. And and I don't have any regrets with anything I do because I know I, you know, do everything I can to be the greatest I can be. Balance is overrated. Okay, but let's go to the moment of the week, Combo. We're wrapping up here. Uh, I believe, I forget who went first last time. I want to say you did, but if you want to go again. You know, I'm a pass first type of guy. Well, actually, no, I'm a shooter. But I like elevating others. So I'm throwing you the lob. So it's Monday. We could go last week, right? Oh, you're throwing me off, actually, because you're right. We should, but I was going to pick something that happened the other night. Let's get it together, Well, technically, Max. the other night is Sunday. Together, so, yeah, no, so I can say What's the other night. On, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the other night. Yeah, yeah, I'll say the other night. <laughs> okay, no, it's, uh, it's the past week of when we recorded we could go with, right? I don't know. You're confusing me. Mine was yesterday. My moment of the week is yesterday. Okay. So you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm throwing you the lob. If you want to pass it back off the glass, you can. It will be a, quite the highlight, but it's up to you. I'm giving you the opportunity to score. Nah, this is what I'm. This is what I'm going to go with. I'm taking it to college basketball. It was a great game. I watched it. Number one Purdue loses to Rutgers on a Euro step half court shot from Ron Harper Jr. It was a fantastic game that had everything you wanted. It was an upset. You got to see high level NBA draft picks that you know Jaden Ivey's probably going to be a top three to five guy in the NBA draft you could he kind of showed off some of his John Morant like athleticism Ron Harper was the best player in that game even though he's not quite the prospect that Jaden Ivey is but that was just a fantastic game Rutgers beats the number one team in the country from a Ron Harper Jr. half court Euro step shot just phenomenal look at you combo giving people the flowers that deserve the flowers I like it. That, that's a great moment of the week. Uh, I'm going to give this guy flowers. He uh, he already has a bunch of flowers. I'm going to give him more flowers. I'm going to give it to the guy who broke the single-game scoring record um, in the Detroit building, breaking the previous mark of 50 points by his teammate Blake Griffin. Kevin freaking Durant, 51-7-9. I believe he's averaging like 29 for the season. Efficient. You didn't even know he had an Achilles injury. 
I know I talked all last podcast about why I believe Steph may be the better basketball player than Kevin Durant, but at the end of the day, He's this, not. this guy not. is pretty but, freaking good. <laughs> this guy is pretty freaking good. He just he just proved last night that he is the better player than Steph Curry. <laughs> you know what? And if people feel that way, I can't even argue it. At the end of the day, it's tomato, tomato. Kevin Durant is unbelievable. I believe he's the best scorer of all time, the most unguardable player of all time. He deserves his flowers. That is my moment of the week. Yes. That's so. a great moment of the week. Um, that college game I just mentioned was December 9th. That feels like three months ago. Is it because we get so much news at us every day that like something last week feels like years ago? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Social media updates every 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 minute. So you're always seeing a new post, a new highlight, a new game, a new interview, a new soundbite. There's always new stuff. It's crazy. It's the, it's the what, era of information. You know, what breaks through? you know what shines through, right, Max? Magic. And magic because we believe in magic there we go combo nation it has been a great episode that's three episodes out you can find this podcast on any podcast platform apple podcast believe in magic max combo uh where can they find you combo they can find me on instagram at one two combo that's o-n-e-p-w-o-c-o-m-b-o they can find me on twitter at combos court same name as my podcast c-o-m-b-o-s c-o-u-r-t you can find me on youtube at combo tv at c-o-m-b-o tv and you can find max van auken on instagram at m-a-x underscore a-u-k-e-n did i mess that up again you forgot, bro? The, you forgot the van <laughs> <laughs> you can find max on instagram at max underscore van underscore auken that's m-a-x underscore v-a-n underscore a-u-k-e-n and make sure you go subscribe the MVP podcast wherever you tune in to podcast. Thank you, Combo. You know, I was just about to say this episode, we nailed it. And then I was like, man, oh man, he forgot a whole part of my last name. <laughs> you, but I got, I got you back though. That was good. That you did. One, you I, did. I brought it back. We, you did. We could always edit, but I know we're not going to edit. Oh, we're not all. editing but, this hey, one. Hey, we need a presenting sponsor for our moment of the week. So I like anybody that. tuned in out there. I like you know. that. Combo, it's been a real one, man. Yes, sir. Until next time. Talk yes, sir. Soon. Talk soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.